Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to the Theater Podcast: Intimate Personal Conversations with Theater's Biggest Names. I'm Alan Seals, and this is part two of the interview with William Ivy Long. If you didn't listen to part one, rewind a few days in however you rewind on the internet and go back and listen to part one because, damn, it's good. Enjoy. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just looking through your credits here. It takes me so long to scroll through your your I am your IBD. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, goodness, we've been talking for a while. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. And now Tootsie and Beetlejuice. Yeah, skip all those. <laughs> Let's go to now. <laughs> go to now. We'll be forget the producers. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, yeah. no, forget the producers, really. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Tootsie and Beetlejuice. Well, do you want to talk they about They open producers? today. No, there are <laughs> books on that. Uh, see, preposterous, pompous. There are books on that. There's books, uh, there's on, books on that. Yeah, Beetlejuice and Tootsie. Um, did you, do you, did you know they were both going to hit Broadway at the same time? You mean open a day apart? Yes. <laughs> you mean Tootsie be my 74th Broadway show and Beetlejuice be my Diamond Jubilee 75th? No, not a clue. You start working on shows whenever the director, whenever you're lucky enough and privileged enough for somebody to want you. Uh, there's a real visceral reaction. Uh, people say, how does it start? And I say, well, it starts with a phone call. <laughs> and the director asks you, would you like to do such and such? And uh, I have never gotten a job from an interview. I'm a very bad interview. Everyone, the, from the very beginning, my agent, Helen Merrill, but I've only had one agent, sort of Helen Merrill, morphed into a, uh, Patrick Harold at ICM, but it's been the Harold, Helen Merrill. Uh, she said, oh, William. Uh, everyone, she had a slight lisp and a German lisp at that. Uh, <laughs> everyone thinks you're, you're, you're whip. <laughs> I said, Helen, whip. <laughs> it seems I was flip, F-L-I-P, <laughs> but I'm always whip in my mind and I haven't stopped being whip. So no one hires me, uh, cold. I only get referenced 
so I know it's a catch-22, so I had a slow start. But, uh, so I don't know. I think David Corrins forced Alex Timbers to hire me. Really? He, yeah, I think so. I don't think Alex would have just hired me. Maybe he hadn't met me and thought he liked my work, but hadn't met me. But then he was stuck with me. Well, he could have dropped me, but anyway. <laughs> but you work for the director, and that's how you start. Mm -hmm. The director's the boss. Anyone who thinks that producers are the bosses on the Broadway, that's not right. Producers are the bosses in movies and in television. But on Broadway, the director is head of the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've mostly worked with Jerry Zachs in this order of number. Jerry Zachs, Susan Stroman, Scott Ellis, Walter Bob. You know, I have a great Leave Your Chule. Uh, those numbers. And Jerry Zach's like 35. We're over 30 with Susan. It's hard to count because we do it a full, we've done so many different projects, ballets and everything. So um, the director calls you and you start working. And you don't know whether it's going to happen next year or two years from then. And that's how I got into this jungle trap of <laughs> Beetlejuice and Tootsie. I also had two other shows. I had four shows last year open within eight weeks. What? I know. Right. What? The, on Broadway, Beetlejuice. Well, we had done out-of-town tryouts for Beetlejuice in D.C. Mm -hmm. and Tootsie in Chicago. So those technically did open at a pre another year, a previous year. But then I had Princess Diana, the musical, open at La Jolla. Oh, you were working on that? Yes, yeah. coming up again. And then uh, Marie, the musical, sometimes called Little Dancer about Degas, with Terry Mann as Degas, mm -hmm. just saying. Um, so that Terry Mann in, as Degas, Susan Stroman directing uh, Little Dancer, that opened in Seattle. Princess Diana opened at La Jolla. And then... Uh, Tootsie opened on Broadway, Beetlejuice, all within eight weeks. Oof. So, so it was a little schizo. Fortunately, we had done each, except for Diana, I had done all of them previous, either mm -hmm. out of town or at the Kennedy Center. That's incredible. So do you, do you are you good at uh, multitasking or context I'm a switching? August 30th. <laughs> yes. Want to see today? Here's today. Oh, that's good. <laughs> your, your will schedule. Who makes this? Who makes this for uh, you? Donald you, Sanders you uh, and uh, Butler Robertson make this for me. And they type it up charmingly as if it's been done on a typewriter <laughs> and on an index card. So you can just keep it so in your pocket. So that's today. There you are, right there in the middle. That's right. All right, so, so you got to be somewhere actually, else. Actually, this is the second one because I was supposed to have a fitting with Latanya Richardson Jackson, but we've scheduled it on Monday. So no. that's that open space. Oh, there. Okay, okay, that's Latanya. But other than that, that's the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do it. I wish someone would do that with my day. It's like, charming, isn't it? It's charming. Yeah, it just is. be like, all right, now wake up, let the kids wake you up, prepare yep. to have them jump on your face. That's right, and then take them to school. Prepare to struggle with them to get them to go to school. Go to work. Be prepared to be stuck on the subway. <gasps> you said you were stuck. Yeah. No, you were stuck in the Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. Coming yeah. here, I was. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I would like a to-do list like that. I just use Google Calendar, which kind of helps me out most of the time. Oh, you mean cyberspace. I'm not good with cyberspace. No, I couldn't find you on social media anymore. No, I'm not. No, I can't. <laughs> can't do it. Okay. I do have an Instagram account. Do you? But it's the only things I love. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that at the end. I'll let you... Let you plug that. Oh, I, I won't. I, I won't. No, no, no. No? Okay. It's under mind. an assumed name. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> Long Ivy William. That's it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! There's another joke in that, but we'll do, won't do that now. <laughs> we need a cocktail. Oh, <laughs> too early. All right, we, we'll go out again for cocktails. Uh, scanning through my notes. Okay, so Beetlejuice obviously takes place in the netherworld. All this weird alternate reality, dead people, Tootsie, uh, in a different. It's set in modern times now. Um, what? Uh, I guess. Okay, take me back to like. 101 here. How do you approach each one and dissect how you're going to start drawing up the costume, well, the concepts? I can't remember which came first, the chicken or the egg. Was it my dear friend and collaborator, who I love more than life itself, Scott Ellis, uh, asking me to do Tootsie? Or was it my brand new, oh, wait till he meets me, will he <laughs> stand me, Ale the tall, dark, and handsome uh, Alex Timbers? Mm-hmm. So I don't know which which called first. I've totally forgotten because, but I know they were like a year apart. They all ended up being a day apart, actually opening. But uh, you start with a phone call, then you say yes. <laughs> the only time you don't say yes is because then they will never ask you again. So you have to choose the no very carefully, is if you're going to be on another continent mm -hmm. and you can't do it. So. Um, Anyway, I said yes, uh, but remember, there were no dates. I didn't plan eight shows opening within, uh, four shows opening within eight weeks. I did not plan this. Uh, yeah, tell that to the producers and directors. Um, <laughs> so you say yes, and then you ask, well, should I, if it's a film, and both were, I have a series of film to stage. There's a reason people... Uh, based Broadway shows on films, and it's to get butts in seats. Mm -hmm. Is there an expectation? Is there's a joy in the title? You know, then th that's a that's a lead in gets you into the theater. That's at least part somebody's thinking. So then you say, well, are we got? You know, do we re relate to the film? Do we copy the film? Do we ignore the film? And like when I when we do producers, I ask uh, the great Mel Brooks. I said, do we, uh, should I acknowledge him? He said, no, just reimagine it thing. I said, well, springtime for him. He said, no, reimagine, da, da, da. totally new. Then when we did Young Frankenstein, he wanted me to be closer to the film. But on producers, so they'll tell you like um, Guys and Dolls. Of course, that began as a stage play, but mm -hmm. then it was a film. And you asked Jerry Zachs in our revi famous revival, they changed the street name. Uh, it was... Uh, Runyon land now. Uh, <laughs> and he says, no, don't look at, don't look at either. Don't look at either. But by, so then you, anyway, you ask. And so Tootsie, let's talk, start with Tootsie. Tootsie was, um, you know, in the, in the eighties, shoulder pads, right. big glasses, big hair, big shoulders. Uh, and it was a soap opera. Play within the play was the soap opera. Yes. Uh, also, we didn't have today back in the 80s. So my first question was, uh, minefield? What about the minefields of the mm, today moment? Yeah, all the tropes. So, all that, oh, well, just everything. Yeah, yeah. And I said, and they said, no, he said, no, we got this fabulous new writer, you know, named Robert Horn, who had never written a Broadway show. I said, oh, poor he, he'll step in on him. Mine, landmine, and never work again. Well, won the Tony. Yep. But uh, so that was the big question. How? 
Why Tootsie? Why now? Really? Those are my questions. So it began like that. But the entire production, Scott Sanders, we have three Scots on, on Tootsie. We have Scott Sanders, the producer, who thought of it and convinced the rights holder to let an unknown writer, Robert Horn, write it. Then we have the great Scott Ellis, who sets the clocks in motion. If you, He's just mm -hmm. the it man. And then we have Scott Rawlinson, our production uh, stage manager. So the three Scots in my life are on that show. And you can ask any of them a question at any time of day or night. All three of them are stalwart and true. And uh, <clears throat> it became a moral uh, journey, moral, M-O-R-A-L, mm -hmm. journey, Tootsie. And uh, you ask, well, wh wh where's the humor? That oh, no, there's humor, it's but you have to really know why are we doing this. Right. What are our values, core values? So uh, because it's fraught with myth possible missteps. Mm -hmm. So that was the joy of doing that, something that was dangerous. And then there's, oh, there's David Yazbek. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll. <laughs> there's that. There's he. Uh, how did I leave that out? I'm so busy with my smart-ass Scots <laughs> that I forgot. Uh, can't, forget David, can't forget David Yazbek. Um, and we can come back to him later or not. That should be a whole program just on the awe with which I sit around watching David Yazbek watch a rehearsal. Oh my, the body language, it's extraordinary. Hood up, swunched down, hiding under the seat, <laughs> standing up, pacing, you know, drumming with the, your, the, your, your uh, pens. I mean, all sorts of things. Oh, the David Yazbek uh, choreography of his life is beyond. <laughs> Just fantastic. And his use of clothing uh, to disappear. Uh, he's beyond. I could do a whole thing. I could do a book on the alphabet according to David Yazbek's clothing choices. <laughs> I really m must do that actually one day. In all of your spare time. For grown-up children <laughs> to, to use. <clears throat> then we skip to um, uh, the Beetlejuice, which of course, so we're not, so Scott Ellis says, no, we're not copying the movie at all. Mm -hmm. We're dealing directly with these, these under current, overcurrent, on top current issues, face on, full on. Okay, so that's Tootsie. Then we're, then Alex Timbers, I think we start, I can't remember which came first. We did lots of workshops with Alex. Uh, both, uh, oh, the Scots for, for that are Alex. Alex Timbers and Alex Brightman. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are the Alexes. So that's the Alex show. And, uh, we learned a lot. And we, I kept saying, is Mr. Burton going to come? Is Mr. Burton going to be around? Because what my whole focus on working on Beetlejuice was, well, are we going to, we're not, obviously the script, we're not copying the movie in any way, but how about this black and white striped suit? Mm -hmm. You know, are we going to have that? So we said yes, but different. So to reimagine Burton land, and of course, I was the first person there the first day of the opening day of his exhibit at MoMA. I bought all the cocktail napkins, all the straws, every book, <laughs> you know, all the little room dividers uh -huh. that, you know, I bought everything. And just then, and I got them all out. They were on my shelf. And I just went into Burton land, into his drawing. So the idea was to make his wrist uh, David Corns makes <laughs> makes fun of me talking about the wrist, 
It's all about the Rias. <laughs> Rias. To hear David Currens do my southern accent and talk and starting with the Rias is really worth it. <laughs> you should hear that sometime. It's humiliating when it's in public, and he will only humiliate you in public, never in private, only in public. So me and my Rias, but that was really it. I was trying to channel how does Tim Burton draw the world, according to him. How, how to get inside that brain. And there's so much great art. I mean, it's all great art, everything he touches. Mm -hmm. And I had previously worked on a production that didn't work that was based on one of his films. And I, so I was determined this time to really get inside his drawing, his reist, and, and try to figure out how he looks at people and, and, and how to make state, you know, from, draw, from brain to the page, to the experience for the audience members. Audience? Uh, the audience. <laughs> so anyway, so that's, that was how I started Beetlejuice. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you ever get to meet him? No. Mr. Burton? No. Mr. Burton, not met him. No. Really? I'm told we won't meet him either. What is, why? He's shy. Just a, wow. I think he's shy. Wow. I think he's as shy as Mr. Sondheim is shy. You know Mr. Sondheim yeah. is very shy. Yeah. He, huh. So, I, I, and you know, Mr. Yazbek's pretty shy. Well, I've met Yazbek. Yeah. Well, aren't you? Is <laughs> award say, ceremonies? Say. Yeah, he, but, but I he mean, they're shy. There. They're they're these. I worked with Leonard Bernstein. I did Leonard uh, the Maestro, the Maestro's last opera. It was called A Quiet Place, and we did it all over the world: Vienna Staatsoper, uh, La Scala, Kennedy Center, Houston Grand Opera. Started Houston Grand Opera. Mm -hmm. He was not shy. <laughs> Lenny was not shy. <laughs> Probably not. But anyway, they are sh they're shy, and I get it. They're shy. So um, in terms of logistics of the production, directors, choreographers, they, they go back. Their job is not done after opening night. They go back and they tweak and they clean. And oh, they, no. And the and London they, production often doesn't look like the New York production. So uh, that's what <clears> I was going to ask. Like after, after a show opens, are you typically done until they open a touring production or a, another location or something? Typically. I like to be hands-on. Uh, certain times, we don't finish all the understudy costumes by opening night. Yes. See? Got it? Yes. So I'm still a little behind on, on some of that. Not for Tootsie. Tootsie is very, it's, it's all those Scots yep. by the book. Uh, we sort of fell into the netherworld <laughs> on Beetlejuice. So, um, we, you know, that's, it's free, there's some free-form... Uh, by the evening, when it becomes a rock concert that you've never seen. I, 
Oh, and I did I did the Steel Wheels tour for Mick Jagger years ago <laughs> in the eighty-nine. Wow. And so I know from rock concerts and crazy. And so I only did his clothes. No one else wore special made. Charlie, mm-hmm. Charlie Watts always was saddle row and heaven knows what the others wore. <laughs> but Mick, I did lots and dozens and dozens of outfit for him. So the screaming, I've I've heard the screaming, but except for that, I've never heard screaming. Except for the the steel wheel store, I personally have never heard something I've worked on break your eardrums quite like at all like a Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, they're, they're just screaming. The audience goes nuts, 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 completely nuts. I, I, I talked to Leslie Kritzer the other day. Oh well, the goddess, goddess, and, and she was she was bringing up the fact that uh, the, like the the young there's a young audience now who's here. There was who was born after the movie came out. <sighs> That is enjoying it with their parents who love the movie. I did not. She's really analyzed that. Yeah. You know, they can see everything. Those actors can see everything. And they can especially see with this new footlight experience called the cell phone. (laughs) They light up blue faces watching you. Anyway. Just oh, saying. I saw I saw Seawall the other night, and it, I'm they, seeing it tonight. Oh, it's so good. Opening so night. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jake, I, t- I was talking with Jake uh, a while ago, and he was he was like, "Yeah, if someone's cell phone goes off, I'm just like, you need to take that. You need to do that. Like, he, they good. acknowledge it. They are just going to rub their nose in it. They, good. The for- you'll see it tonight. The format. Well, I worked of the on show. the show where Patty Dupone snatched one out of the hands yes. of the front row audience member. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Took I, it right off stage with her. I love it when actors do that, actually, because it's acknowledging, like, hey, we're we're not TV. We're actually real people yep. up here doing real things. So get the hell off your phone and pay attention. I think what was it? Oh, it was uh, what show is it that I think Kanye came and was on his phone and the actor tweeted about it? Uh, I'm totally blanking on what it was. Anyway, bad story. Um, yeah, some some actor was, it was like a lead in a show was like, yeah, Kanye, Kanye, we can we can see you. You're on your phone right now. It was like an intermission. At intermission, yeah yeah, 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 wrong, Ridiculous. wrong, yeah. Um, quick changes. Do do you know ahead of time what's like going into the costume design? What needs to be super super quick? Are or? you referring to my now infamous um, being known as? A practitioner of the transformation. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> are you? Are you? I am. T- someone asked me once um, uh, in an interview. Uh, I don't know if it was comfortable like this, where no one can see my stupid southern face <laughs> <laughs> drooling and <laughs> staring at you in in disbelief at the questions. Um, but so I think it was a written one. And they, this, the interviewer asked me what was my signature, and I thought, mm, is it, is it red? Oh no, it's black and white. And that she said, you're struggling. Shall I tell you what your signature is? <laughs> and she said, it's transformation. She told me that I am known for transformations, people changing in front of your very eyes. Yeah, this I was told this, so uh, I guess that's it. Wow, she was bright. Very bright. So, uh, and then, and I thought, oh, well, okay, I can no longer hem and haw and say black and white or lace, you know, black lace on skin, which I think is my trademark. Uh, But I'm totally turned on by that. Don't even, do do not even go there. (laughs) It's not nearly late enough, but I am turned on by black lace on skin tone. Really? Like men and women? I'm just saying. Well, if you can get a man in black lace, yes. Try. Hey, it's theater. It's happened. It's happened. I've happened it. 
I'll put me on stage. I'll wear whatever black lace you want. I have a bit want. of that in Chicago, if you can mm-hmm. channel that. Right, right. And cabaret. And my very first one was in Nine, the musical, Maury Esten, mm-hmm. uh, Arthur Copit, well, Fellini, uh, Tommy Toon, um, Mario Frati. Uh, they brought that to us, and uh, it was a black and white. They said, let's do black and white. And so uh, that started me on my black and white. Wow. Have you seen Moulin Rouge yet? Not yet. I have to wait wait to see until they invite me. The they costumes. Me. Oh, the, Catherine Super. Oh, yes, absolutely. The costumes absolutely. are incredible. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Catherine Super, yeah. what can I say? Oh, yeah. The, it's wonderful. The show will run for and 50 Derek years. And McLean, And, you know, it's, it's yeah. wonderful. Um, TV, you did Grease Live. Yes, Tommy Kale. Yes. David Corrins forced him to hire me. <laughs> I only have a career in this in the sunset of my life because of David Corrins. I don't understand. And my Rias. I do your Rias. <laughs> and my Rias. In the audience. In the audience. I don't understand. You have your your credits, your resume speaks for itself. And you're such no, a I'm nice a, guy to I'm, talk with. I'm a terrible interview. But you don't need to interview. You just you have all this stuff out there. Well it's credit after credit after win after Tony win. Well, award, now you, award, see, award. you see the fear. <laughs> the fear that <laughs> that comes over all of us. Do you still feel you get fear? Do you still feel like you're not good enough? Don't I look like I'm showing that I have fear? Yes, yes. <laughs> I do. Oh man, absolutely. That is, that's absolutely. Kinda, that's why kinda, am I grabbing the seat? <laughs> 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 have you not noticed I'm holding on for dear life I'm, over here? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm scared to death. Yeah. Oh my. No, goodness. you're only as good as your last show you know and you and you aren't in total control of how good that is because it's a group effort yeah uh so you don't know well, no i'm i'm always amazed that things happen <laughs> i that's still i mean I, i'm not surprised by that now after you know 40 something interviews for this podcast and whatnot like the the common through line is that these amazing tony award winning this and that and and it leads and and people who've worked with Fosse and been around for half a decade, they still do it because they're trying to prove something. Yeah, they don't feel like they're good enough. I keep waiting to do the really good work, but I keep really wanting it, and I know it's going to happen. I have a few things I'm proud of, really proud. What are you proud of? Bits of shows, really? Yes, bits of shows. Not whole shows. Not whole shows, because I don't control the whole show. Yes, I am just a support area. So part of, I'm proud of the Anita Morris costume in Nine the Music. Anita Morris, born and raised in Durham. Mm. Durham, our neighbor. That's right. In the Triangle. Uh, I'm proud of much of what I did on the revival of Guys and Dolls with Nathan Lane and Faith Prince that Jerry Zachs steered with Tony Walton scenery. I'm proud of much of that. I'm... Uh, Proud of many transformations in Cinderella. Oh, that, that I did watch the time of Cinderella. Laura Osnes, my fairy goddaughter. Yeah, and that, uh, very so I love her, and um, I'm proud of many of the things we did with Kiki Palmer. Her transformations in Grease Live. We did it live. Yes, and uh, it looks like it was a cutaway. It was not. Uh, I'm proud of various things. I am, but. I still think, okay, what's next? And that's wow. a direct quote from the late, great Hal Prince, with whom I mm. did three Broadway shows. 
How amazing. Uh, amazing. Amazing. We all, we all, our hearts skipped a beat, didn't they? Our, yeah. our 12. Yeah. And, uh, but he would always say, what's next? In fact, that was the last number in Prince of Broadway. What's next? That's, that's interesting. And maybe it's a Raleigh thing. Maybe it's a Southern thing. And, and that's a lot of why I started this podcast is because I, I, I was in chorus and then I got into computers and then I was in tech and then I got a computer science degree. And then with that degree, I was a professional actor and then got back into tech. And then now I'm, I, I podcasting is not my full-time job, but I love this because I miss artistic and I, I'm constantly reinventing who I am and yeah, what I'm interested in. Of course you are. And, and always I'm like, all right, conquered that. What's next? What's next? Well, and, and some of the things you're mentioning are changing in front of our very eyes and ears. I mean, you're talking about many technical yeah. things. In theory, what I'm working on are, is still a human being standing on a stage, hmm. reading a script. You, you are you're responsible for changing people, though. You're changing yes. their minds. Yes. Taking them on a journey. The audience... On a journey. Let's evoke uh, uh, Hal Prince another another moment. Um, the mirror, the famous mirror in cabaret, uh, in, in cabaret, that then focused and showed the audience mm -hmm. themselves, and that they were complicit, complicit, like the Nazis, like the people around the Nazis, they, with what was happening yeah, right here. Yeah. That was. I wish I had been in that audience uh, uh, when that debuted that first preview back in the 50s, I mm -hmm. guess it was. So uh, the th that, that is chilling. It's still chilling when you are indicted along with the, you know, you're indicted by the production. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so what else are you are, are proud of? You were saying a couple things. I don't know. I, I, I think my, I'm off my roll. I, I'm still holding on to my chair. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't think I can brag anymore. Those are my okay. bragging bits. Well, we, we got off topic when I brought up Grease Live. Um, oh, yeah. yeah so working, working, working on Grease Live TV, uh, did you approach that differently than any other production? Or was it just, it's a live show, it's a live show? Uh, I approached it as a live show. Like TV show or a live, live just show period. with gorilla cameras, because I met we had uh, Tommy Kale and Alex Rudinsky, uh, not Rudinsky, I'm bad with his anyway, fabulous uh, camera director, and they said we're going to do our show, and the cameras are going to discover it. Huh? It was great. So I just knew that there would be 360 degrees of visibility of the costumes as kinetic things moving in time and um, with lighting and, and design and everything. And um, so I was just ready for it to be a, a live film, a guerrilla film happening in actual time, which was very exciting for me. I loved that challenge. And I think we pulled off a few things on that. That yeah. was exciting. We included for the first time in those uh, great ideas during live Broadway shows, um, we included an audience. Mm -hmm. And we had like five audiences in the different places. So, uh, and now, you know, they've got that new thing uh, over, they started it with the Prince of Orange, wasn't it, in the Netherlands, where there's a big plane landing in the water. and But the, the stage, the audience moves, and there's this these whole big, huge things around. Anyway, 
Sounds we like were sort of like Disney World. I like Disney World. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. The Carousel of Progress. That's exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much. See, nothing is new. <laughs> and I'm sure the Greeks, Aeschylus, planned it. I'm telling you. It's all been done before. All been done before. Wow. Wow. Well, I've seen your schedule. I know we need to wrap this up now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, God, my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. Oh, good. Well, it's so much... Well, it is fun, and we are Raleigh boys. That's right. We can just we so, can talk forever. We can just go on. Oh my! Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, let me let me <clears throat> and, let me ask you my uh, three standard closing questions that I ask everybody on the podcast. The ver- first is uh, very simply: What motivates you? What motivates me? I wake up every day thinking, "Okay, today's gonna, this is going to be the day. It's going to be great." Do you ever get discouraged if it's not or you have a bad day? All the time. All the time. And I take to my bed and I read my books. What do you read? Uh, biographies mostly and histories. Yeah. Okay. All right. So second question is, what advice would you give to your younger self and younger people now starting out down a similar path? Oh, my God. I made so many mistakes. I, oh, gosh. I don't think I'd be possible to give myself. Well, the, remember, I, I came to New York in 1975. There are a lot of stop signs I should have noticed. <laughs> don't do this. Don't go there. That was the, and I moved to the Chelsea Hotel. I think I could have done a lot of don't go there. I, that was a dangerous, exciting, thrilling time. I don't know how to answer that question. Can I? Pass on that one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Don't do what you do. do yeah, what, don't do it. Yeah. Do what I say, not what I That's do. Right. Is that what they say parents yes, sometimes yes. say? All right. So the final question, and this is going to be hard for you. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? What show? You, do you mean like uh, film, television, Broadway? Anything. I'll make it hard. Anything? Yeah. Uh, or pick one from each category. Oh, my gosh, of shows. Well, I will tell you right now. I, well, I'm just going to answer it. I love The Music Man. Yes. I love The Music Man. Susan Stroman directed and choreographed The Music Man, and we had a, four, a 60 by 40-foot American flag that dropped down, and everyone quick-changed in the wings, literally almost in front of your eyes, and came out, and every one of them played an instrument, most of them the trombones. I cried and cried and cried, and then in the second week, of product, we had 9-11. Ooh, yeah. And we saw it again, and we cried even more. I'm a big American flag person. I'm a Raleigh, North Carolina boy. We <laughs> waved the flag. That made me... So happy to see that particular production. Of yeah. course, it had the glorious Rebecca Luker in it, who, <laughs> you know, she's 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 one of the constellations and things go around her. Yeah. Um, I just love that. I I would say that's the show that I can watch and 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 watch. And I did. Is that I, your answer? Yes. Yes. When I when I was a little boy, I wore the VHS VHS tape of Music Man Out. I watched it so many times. I love, I it. Loved I love it. it. I just loved it. And I think everything came together and then it happened. Then 9-11 happened and it just made it more so. Yeah. And I would go back and I'd go in, I'd be near the theater and walk in. And wherever it started, I just loved it. Cool. Cool. All right. So we can find 
you online. You're not into the socials much, but William Ivy Long. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. WilliamIvyLong.com, right? That's still valid. People can that's go to me. that. Yes, <laughs> I think that's, yeah. All right. And of course, Beetlejuice. Wait a minute. What's the www? That's just a, a domain prefix. Okay. You, you take it or leave it. Okay. These days doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can have like whatever dot William Ivy Long. There you go. Okay, good, good. Beetlejuice Broadway.com, of course. Beetlejuice playing at the Winter Garden Theater. TootsieMusical.com playing at the Marquee Theater. Get your tickets to both of those shows because they are so amazingly different, but so, so different. So good. Uh, you can get more of me, the theaterpodcast.com. Show your support at the theaterpodcast.com slash Patreon. You can get me online, theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Leave a rating, leave a review everywhere that you're listening right now. It helps. This is produced by Jillian Hockman, edited by Matthew Hendershot. Thank you to Jukebox the Ghost for all of the intro and outro music you're hearing underneath us right now. And then William Ivy Long, final thanks to you for coming out here. This has been absolutely incredible. Well, thank you. Bless your heart. <laughs> Bless your heart. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.